Do you feel that you're losing the battle with looking and feeling your best? Stop! Welcome to Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. Your body has an outstanding ability to heal itself and stay healthy. It's up to you to get the process started. Now, here's the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy Hewitt, nutritional therapist. And I'm Jeannie Schmidt. And Madeline will be joining us a little bit later in the show. And we welcome you to the show on this just amazing Friday afternoon. And here in Minneapolis, we're going for 80 degrees today. And I think also we'll have that tomorrow as well. So we're happy happy people here. And in our last few shows, we've been talking about the six strategies to address stubborn fat. And we have addressed the importance of changing your mindset. And we're wondering how many of you are still thinking and believing that weight loss has to do with cutting calories and exercising more. And we know it's a really, really tough mindset to break. And in fact, we have a new nutrition series that has started this week. And so we've got a series on Monday night, Wednesday night, and Saturday. So we have three new groups that are starting along. And we had our first class on blood sugar. And we can see that for really a lot of people, it's we've been really trained and taught for so many years to think about food in a certain way. And that it's not easy just in a few minutes to just go ahead and change your entire mindset about what you think about calories and what you think about eating fat and what you think about exercise. And some people, they just jump right on the bandwagon and it all makes sense for them. But if you're somebody who's really struggling with this idea, then I'd suggest just kind of stay with the idea, continue to ponder it over for yourself. And maybe it will just take a few weeks or maybe even a few months or even possibly a few years for you to to really change your mindset about how how all of that works with people's nutrition and calories and exercise. And in the meantime, to just start instituting some of these action steps that we've been talking about on the radio show. And speaking of the radio show, we're really um, hoping that you're spreading the news that we have this wonderful show on nutrition and health and telling your friends about it and telling them to go ahead and either listen to the show here when we're live and even to call in or even to go to the website, to the Studio Time Out website. And on the homepage is where you can have access to all of the archived radio shows. And right now we've been doing this a little bit over a year. So we have over 50 of the shows that are on the website. And we're really, really um, hoping that we can increase our listenership. It's already quite high, but we hope to increase it even more. And so we really encourage you to tell your family about this, knowing that, a lot of you have told us, you know, I I tell my sister about these things or, you know, I talk to my mother about making some of these changes or I talk to my husband or my neighbors and oftentimes people in your family don't really want to listen to what you have to say. Now, of course, this isn't everybody. Some people's families, it works great with and they they all get on the bandwagon together and make the changes and support each other. But we think that more often than not, your friends and family really don't often like to take advice from you. And so you might want to just mention, I know it's a piece of advice to to ask them to listen to the radio show, but somehow um, have them listen on their own and get the information on their own. And people often have greater success that way when they can hear the information and start to make the changes in their life 
at their own convenience and pick and choose for the things that would work for them. So we really hope to expand expand our radio show. And one of the reasons we want to expand it is because we're going to be coming up with webinars and online programs that we can share for people that aren't here just in the Twin Cities. And so we put on our live nutrition programs, and that's really nice for people who live in the area. But for people who are in other countries, or maybe you live in Boulder, Colorado, or you live in Texas, or you're in New York, or you're in California, or maybe you're even in Japan, we are going to be having programs where you could just um, get online with us with the webinars, or you could even just download the video programs of the nutrition classes and get all that information that way. So one way that we'll have to communicate with you is if you sign in for the radio show and we collect emails, and then we can notify you as to when those programs are going to become available. And so that's how that's going to work. But we were talking here about our mindset and changing that. And if you want to get more information about the mindset, we suggest that you go to the show about three weeks ago and we talk extensively into how you would change your mindset in terms of thinking about the symphony of hormones in your body. And hormones such as insulin and cortisol and growth hormone is one of our favorite hormones when we're talking about stubborn fat because growth hormone is going to be the hormone that is going to allow you to become an efficient fat burner. And as we age, and I know there's a lot of you out there that that aren't really concerned about aging because maybe you're only in your 20s or you're in your 30s, but even if you're in your 20s, your growth hormone is already starting to decrease. And so that knowing that really the minute that we're born, we're already starting to age and changes are already taking place. And one of those is that our growth hormone starts to decrease. And that means that as we become older and and again even in your late 20s and in your mid 30s and late 30s people find that they're not able to burn fat as well as they maybe used to be able to and there's many many factors for that but one of those is the loss of growth hormone and so we want to do things that are going to keep our growth hormone high or if yours has actually decreased a lot you have the opportunity to increase your growth hormone and one of those ways would be to do this tabata exercise that we've been talking about and we brought that up two radio shows ago and so if you're looking for all the details on well what is a tabata and what is high intensity interval training because i want to increase my growth hormone then you'd want to listen to that show about 2 weeks ago but essentially it's really really doing very very intense exercise but for a very very short period such as 20 seconds and then you rest for 10 seconds and then very intense for 20 seconds and then you rest for 10 seconds and you do eight of those cycles it totals 4 minutes And that type of exercise, even in that short period of four minutes, that will dramatically increase your growth hormone. And when we have more growth hormone, then we become better at becoming an efficient fat burner and getting at some of that stubborn fat. Now, unfortunately, we still see so many people that they're doing things like a body conditioning class. Here here we have exercise classes in the studio. So we have a whole variety of those, like some weight training classes and we have Tabata classes. And then we have some more gentle classes that would be things like aerial stretch and restorative stretch and small ball release. Those and yoga classes, those would be classes that you would 
classify as less intense, but very, very necessary types of exercise to do for people. And so when we're talking about doing Tabata, the Tabata for four minutes, we're not talking about, well, that would be all that you do and then just sit at your desk for the whole rest of the day or lie on the couch or lie in bed. You still want to have other types of exercise that do other things for you, such as stretching or even strengthening certain muscles or something even just relaxing, like going for a walk that that can be relaxing for people. So it, we're not saying only do this four minutes and then sit around. You still want to be moving your body for sure. But one of the things I was going to mention is that here at the exercise studio, we see people come and go day after day after day. So we see them, some people every single day and some people a couple times a week. But unfortunately, we're seeing these people that are doing something like a, a pretty intense body conditioning class that uses maybe eight or nine pound weights for chest flies and triceps and biceps. And, you know, you feel like it's a pretty intense muscle conditioning class in the morning. And then we'll see those people come back for a 45 minute Tabata class in the afternoon. And then they come again the next day and do either the same thing or something just as intense as that. And this is really way too much exercise for somebody that's wanting to push their hormones in the right direction. So when we're talking about pushing the growth hormone and increasing it, it's going to take some intense exercise, but not hours and hours on end. And so you really, really can overdo it. And this idea of, well, if this is going to be good for me, then more is going to be better is just not true. So that would be true in a lot of ways. Like, Stevia, that's a sweetener that we like to promote people using when they're getting off of sugar. But you wouldn't want to think, well, the more the better until you're using a half a cup or a cup of stevia or 35 packets of stevia a day. You know, you can overdo that. And same with things like coconut milk. You think, well, coconut milk is really, really healthy for you. But, you know, 10 or 12 cans of that a day is going to be way, way, way too much. And so we always want to understand that there's going to be the right amount of something. And today we're going to be getting into talking about an infrared sauna. That could be another thing that you that you go, you know, just because an infrared sauna is healthy for you, being in there for hours at a time isn't necessarily a healthy thing for a person. So it's really the same with exercise and that we don't want to go back to that old mindset of the more exercise you do, the better it's going to be. That's just not true at all. So we think of that's great if you're moving all day and maybe you're cleaning or you're out chopping wood or you're hiking and moving around, that's going to be great. But doing intense exercise for hours on end ends up backfiring for people. And it's not because you're burning too many calories. It's because this over-exercise leads to overtaxing of your adrenal glands. And those are just these little glands that sit... Like if you put your back or your hands on your back near your sides, right up over the kidneys, that's where your adrenal glands are. And they produce a variety of hormones, and one of those would be cortisol. And cortisol is also going to be one of the hormones like insulin that tells your body to store fat or to burn fat, and the same with muscle. Burn muscle up or it's going to save muscle. And so we really... Uh, want the adrenal glands to be healthy and to be secreting the right amount of the stress hormones for us. And when we exercise too much, too intensely, 
then that overtaxes the adrenal glands and you set it sets you up for this condition of overexercise and stress and that does not lead to body fat loss and for us here it's really really easy for us to see because we see these same people come in for this exercise class and we can see that they're not lean people so there are people that have maybe excess fat around their waist, that muffin top area, or excess um, puffiness all over their body. So they just kind of look squishy. And you see them day after day after day coming and exercising for hours at a time. And it's really easy to see, you know, whatever this is that you're doing, it certainly is not working for you. And on our end, we can understand that what this is, is this is just overly taxing your body. It's too much. And then if you look at the person's face or you have a conversation with them, they're usually not really, really energetic people. They're kind of tired and they yawn a lot in class and they often have a difficult time paying attention. And so we're lucky here that we have so many people coming in and out that we have a lot of chance to observe people and their habits. And at the same time, we see these other people that have really great lean bodies, and they're not the people that we see coming in for hours at a time exercising. So Yeah, and uh, I was going to point out about, about people's moods and kind of the look on their faces. It is interesting how we have a, a number of those lean people who are not exercising hours and hours a day. And those people are always so pleasant and they seem calm and they seem happy and relaxed. And then a lot of the people who do come in multiple times a day just don't seem very happy at all. Absolutely. And, you know, this talk about body fat is that, you know, often this is like the old mindset also to think that if we're going to have a discussion about body fat, we're talking about aesthetics and making judgments as to we really think that people just look better when they're thin or skinny and that they don't look good when they're fat. And that's not at all what we're talking about. That's an old mindset about the whole focus is on aesthetics and what people look like. And people really can choose to like what they like about what what they look like and what other people look like but understand that that's not what we're talking about that we think that people need to look a certain way or be a certain way we're talking about people's health and that knowing that fat on your body the fat can be one of your largest organs your your skin is actually a very large organ but when you have a lot of body fat that is actually going to be your largest organ and fat is not something that just sits there and is something that people think is just looks bad. Fat is actually a very, very alive um, organ of endocrinology. And so that's an organ of hormones. So it's, it's important to understand that this is a very active organ for you. And it has everything to do with the different hormones that you're secreting. And it has everything to do with the storage of toxins as well. So it's active. Fat is not a passive, just kind of um, gloppy thing that's just sitting on your body for no reason and making your pants not fit. It actually is an active organ that we need to take seriously. And when we're talking about lean people, we're not talking about it because we think that they look so great and they fit into their pants really well and that their arms look nice. We're talking about that when somebody has a lean body, they've got a better body composition, meaning that their ratio of fat to muscle and that ratio including the water that's going to be in a healthy ratio for them. And when you have this healthy ratio, that's going to 
make it so that that person has a better chance of having the right hormones that are secreted for them. And hormones are necessary not only for fat burning, but hormones are necessary for your brain to be able to focus and think straight. And they're necessary for your heart to be healthy. And they're necessary for the amount of lipids in your bloodstream. And they're necessary for uh, getting rid of cancer, knowing that we all have cancer happening to us all the time. And when our hormones are in the right place, that's going to be helpful for us to avoid getting overwhelmed with cancer. Well, it looks like it's time for our first break. We are taking callers when we get back. So if you have a question for us or you'd like to share something or you have a comment, let us know. And the number to call is one 866 472-5792. And if you don't want to call in, that's okay as well. We are checking our email. So email us at info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. We'll be back soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the cancer coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine. Navigating the Cancer Maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Body Balance Talk, and I'm Lucy. I'm here with Madeline and Jeannie. Yes, and we were just talking about this issue about are we talking about the aesthetics of people being fat or health issues? And we just, again, want to make it very, very clear that uh, we we do talk about fat a lot and we're talking about stubborn fat. And to just really, really make it super duper clear for everybody that that this is not just talking about aesthetics, that fat is actually classified as an organ and an important organ and an organ of endocrinology or hormones and that it it greatly, greatly contributes 
to the state of your health, whether that's going to be good health or bad health. And that knowing that a body that's going to be lean in terms of body fat and have plenty of muscle on your body and then the water in the right places, that leads to an ideal body composition. And when we can have an ideal body composition, that's when people feel great. And um, today I, I taught the body shaping class at 10 a.m. here. And that's that's that class with weights that we do. And we do some posture exercises and a bunch of things in there. But after class, this one woman came up to me and she just she had some tears in her eyes. And she said, you know, I just, Jeannie, I just wanted to let you know that since I've come to the studio, my whole life has really improved. You know, my my attitude has improved and my mind has improved and my body's improved. And she's somebody who had quite a few um, body problems with her low back and with her hips. And you might think, well, then you just should go to physical therapy. But in her case, actually, um, some of that was exercise, but a whole lot of it was her changing her diet and decreasing her inflammation. That was news to her when she came to the studio that that what she was dealing with was inflammation that was directly due to the foods that she was eating. And I remember when she had first come here and she said, oh, no, 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 I've, no, this is something that I've been to a lot of different doctors for and I'm going to be having surgery and I've, I'm actually in physical therapy and there's nothing that you can do about this because I've had this for years and years and years. And we said, you know, we we un- understand that and it seems like maybe nothing is going to be helpful for you but we can see that by the foods that you're talking about that you're eating that you're that you're eating an inflammatory diet and then we didn't say this in the beginning here but it was really obvious also just by looking at her when you see people that look puffy like that they they have a puffiness about them that you sometimes if you kind of look or if you poke on somebody you go that's not only fat there's something that's like this puffy feeling about this person it's kind of like they have this winter coat on that's not a winter coat it's a winter coat of puffiness well that's a sign of inflammation and so luckily she did start to change her diet and made some pretty drastic changes and got gluten out of her diet and some grains out of her diet and dairy and and sugar as well and her inflammation just dramatically went down and it's not that it, her hip and her back pain entirely went away she still needed some exercise and some posture exercises and various physical modalities but the coupling of those physical modalities along with changing her diet and decreasing the inflammation just made her such a happier person because she wasn't living with pain every day and she was somebody that took quite a few pain pills and was living on um, the NSAIDs, the ibuprofen and the naproxen every day. And then that was also adding actually to trouble with her digestion. So for yeah. her, it was a whole ripple effect. Something that I've noticed personally as I've changed my diet over the years and also um, listening to other people is that when you change your diet and you eliminate inflammatory foods like sugar or gluten, the body work or the physical work that you're doing, like if you're getting massages or you're going to the chiropractor and you're getting adjustments, those adjustments actually end up sticking longer and being more permanent. And if you continue to eat these inflammatory foods, then you just have to continuously go back to these therapists and they have to readjust 
you the same way they just did the previous week or month mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So all of these other kinds of therapies, even like acupuncture, yeah, and and as Lucy mentioned, the chiropractic and and massage therapy, any of that stuff. This these are great body therapies for people to get. But Lucy's absolutely correct in that they all start to work so much more effectively when you decrease your inflammation. And the the other part too is improving your hydration. Yeah, absolutely. And, and having that improved hydration actually changes the quality of your skin and your fashion, your connective tissue, so that when these body workers are working on you, it's much more effective. And um, either you can go less often or however often you're going, you just get so much more effective care. And on that same note, as we're talking about inflammation, is these environmental toxins that we all are exposed to and cannot get away from at this point, that Lots of those are fat-soluble, and they get sequestered then out of your bloodstream and away from your other organs and into your organ of fat. So we store most of the toxins into the fat cells. And for people that have a lot of excess toxins, which is easy nowadays to get excess toxins, when you try and lose body fat, your body is going to tell you, let's not actually open up those fat cells and let out that fat because we're going to be releasing a lot of toxins into the bloodstream. And that would be very, very not beneficial for this body. So the body holds on to the fat and it does become very, very stubborn. And this is where people plateau or they say, wow, I just feel like no matter what I do, I can't drop body fat. And sometimes this toxin, the, the toxins are what the issue is. And so last week on the show, we talked about the intermittent fasting. And that would be one of the easiest and most simple and gentle ways would be to put 12 hours between whatever you're eating in the evening, whether it's your dinner or a late night snack. But whenever the last time you eat is, put 12 hours between that and when you eat the first thing in the morning. So like 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. or midnight and then to noon the next day. And when you put 12 hours in there, it's only going to take three or four, for some people, maybe five hours to digest your food. But then that's going to give another seven, at least seven hours of an empty stomach. And when you have an empty stomach, your liver has a great opportunity to become much more efficient at detoxifying. And so just that gentle way of leaving a little bit more of an empty stomach allows your body to start to get rid of some of those excess toxins. And so if you're interested in learning a little bit more about intermittent fasting, that would have been on our show last week. And so we're talking, going a little bit deeper today into detoxification, knowing that our liver is already an organ that we have that's right there in our bodies that is meant to do this detoxifying job. And we might think that's really great and everything. It's just that in in this day and age, we're overloaded with toxins. And most of us have livers that really can't keep up with that. And so this intermittent fasting or having an empty stomach periodically, one, that's going to help your liver to detoxify better. But the other things that we can help out with are these other organs. And we have five other organs of elimination. So we've got, I'm just going to review, we have the liver, which is an organ of detoxification, but then we have five other organs of elimination. And these would be organs that help your body to eliminate toxins, 
that's different than your liver. The liver actually puts chemicals on the different toxins and it does kind of like, it's kind of like a little chemistry lab inside the liver. It takes toxins and it takes the food you eat or if you're taking medications, it's going to take all of those as chemicals and put other little molecules on it so that then you can eliminate it out through your body. And so it's going to eliminate it out through these five organs of of elimination. And Lucy, maybe you can lead the discussion on what those are. Sure, absolutely. Well, the first one is the lungs. So you eliminate the toxins by breathing. So as you breathe out, toxins get carried with the air out of your body. Yeah, and with the breathing, that you have to understand that when you're breathing, you're not going to be breathing out mercury and heavy metals mm-hmm. and lead and your and those kinds of toxins. But what the lungs really help with, especially on the exhale, is you're actually exhaling out um, acid, and acid is a byproduct of of detoxification and it's a byproduct of regular metabolism and we can easily get these build up this build up of excess acid in our body and there's there's numerous ways of getting rid of that acid but one of the ways is actually from deep breathing and then we can have a natural way of deep breathing if you're doing your tabata I, nobody could do that Tabata without breathing. So you don't you don't even have to think about it. It's just going to be automatic. So just by doing your Tabata or even going for walks or people that do meditation or people that do breathing exercises, any of this is going to be helpful for you to eliminate that excess acid. So and would so, it not just be a natural breathing that you have all day long? Does it have to be a special deep breathing? The answer is yes and no. If you're somebody that has very efficient and effective breathing and you sit up straight and have good posture and you're breathing really, really great all day, then that's going to be healthy for you. But what we find is most people, not everybody who's listening, just check your posture right now. Are you slumped forward? So that's where most people sit. So if you're in the car, those cars are usually made to have you slump forward. So are airplane seats. And so our office chairs. And so it actually takes a fair amount of effort and awareness for people to sit up straight. And one of the ways to sit up straight is to move a little bit more towards the edge of your chair and then roll your pelvis forward. So actually put your hands way down on your pelvic bones, like on your pelvis and roll it forward. And just that will usually help you to sit up straight. So if you're not sitting up straight and you're slouching, which that's what most people do, then your breathing is already cut off. You're not breathing into the lower lobes of your lungs. And if you're not doing that, those lower lobes of your lungs actually start to close down. And not that they're going to die, but you're not getting air exchange there. And it's not effective, nice, big, deep breathing that's going to help you to eliminate this excess acid. And so I'm going to say to your question that... If you were sitting up straight and you were um, somewhat conscious of your breathing and you're breathing into the lower lobes of your lungs on a regular basis all day, then that's going to be helpful for you. But most people um, sit there in poor posture and then they also hold their breath. And then when it's time to breathe, they kind of have a gasp. And so... I I notice I do it myself all the time, so this wouldn't be something that's foreign to me. That would be my natural way of breathing is to gasp and to slouch. 
So um, I, I, I wouldn't say that I'm this wonderful, great breather. So for me, I like to take some chances to go and go for a walk or go do some exercise or go do posture exercises that can help me to actually breathe um, a lot deeper. So we want to have that breathing that goes on every day. That's going to help you to eliminate some of that excess acid. Mm-hmm. Well, the other organ of elimination is the lymph. And your lymph is a whole system that is throughout your body. It's kind of like your circulatory system where there's the lymph nodes in different areas. And then there's the the spreading out of the channels down your limbs and up your neck and down your body. Um, The difference is that the lymph does not move itself. So with your circulatory system, you have a pump to move the blood. Your, Your heart beats and pumps the blood around. But with your lymph, we are the ones who have to move it. So you end up moving that lymph when you're exercising or if you're getting lymph massages. And the reason you want to move this lymph is that the lymph carries toxins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the lymph will pick up toxins and um, in in those lymph node areas, yeah. and then it and then we want to dump it actually into those lymph nodes. So the lymph will pick up toxins from your body from this extra space. So we have like the blood vessels that are going throughout the body, and then we have organs, and then we have this extracellular space that sometimes toxins get into that area, and that can actually get into the lymph vessels. So the lymph is vessels, kind of like your blood vessels. But it's just going to become stagnant and sit there. If you're sitting all day, or this is one of the problems when people get into the hospital and they're laying in the bed all the time, it really becomes an issue from not moving. So it's it's important that people actually end up moving. And it, it doesn't, for, for moving your lymph, it doesn't need to be any sort of formal exercise program. It just means move. So if you're lying in bed, just pick your leg up or move your knee around or point and, and flex your foot. Stretching, yep. Stretching, absolutely. Those small little mini rebounders that everybody sold in their garage sales, if anybody (laughs) still has those, you should get it out. And even rather than jump way up and down like a trampoline, just leave your feet on it and gently just go up and down with your feet staying in contact with the mini trampoline. And that is actually a highly effective way to move your lymph. If you do that for five or 10 minutes a day, that's a super effective way. And when you move your lymph, that means that you have this nice extra source to pick up toxins and that gets dumped into the lymph node area. And then that gets dumped into other areas where that now it can be eliminated out through your body. So we've talked about the lungs and breathing and then we have the lymph and moving Yes, and then we have the kidneys, and your kidneys filter the water, and so lots of drinking of water and then lots of peeing is going to help keep those toxins moving out of the body. And that's an interesting point because we often talk about hydration and how drinking things like the Soleil, that super saturated solution of Himalayan salt, that's going to be very effective for for hydrating inside of the cells. And we talk about using dynamic greens and taking lots of minerals for hydration. This is a little bit of a different issue. We want to separate this into drinking 
Drinking plenty of water for the reason of detoxification and flushing through the blood vessels and flushing through the kidneys. And so it's nice to take the Soleil. It's nice to have the dynamic greens, but you really, really need to also be drinking some nice, clean water that's going to be flushing the kidneys. Because say that these toxins go through your liver and your liver puts on these other molecules and it's ready to eliminate. If those are going to be um, certain type of toxins, they're going to be eliminated through the kidneys. And so if you're li- you've gotten your liver real efficient at detoxifying, however, you and so you're doing your in- intermittent fasting and that's really great. Your liver's working really great. Now it's time to eliminate through the kidneys, but oops, I forgot to drink any water. Then you go, okay, now what's going to happen to those those toxins. They, and they does actually, it make a difference if your pee is really yellow or if it's more cleared? Like, is that a good or a bad sign? Yeah, you're looking for your pee to be either clear or a light yellow color, unless you're taking B vitamins and that's going to color your urine a bright, bright fluorescent yellow color anyway. But if you're not taking those B vitamins and then you've got this super strong smelling and kind of thick and stinky urine, that is a real sign that you're not drinking enough. Well, it's time for another break. So when we come back, we'll talk about the last two organs of elimination and what you can do to enhance their function. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Body Balance Talk. I'm Lucy, and I'm here with Madeline and Jeannie. And, and we were talking about those organs of elimination. Yes. And we're going to talk about the skin next in terms of sweating. And so knowing that your skin is also an organ. So sometimes we don't really think of the skin as an organ, and we don't think of fat as an organ. But um, those are two 
pieces of information that maybe you learn in, in the radio show today that those are two organs. We usually think of, well, an organ is like your heart and your kidneys and your lungs. Well, fat is actually an organ and skin is an organ. And so your skin is an organ of elimination and it, it can eliminate sweat. And in your sweat, you also do sweat out some acid, kind of like breathing out acid. You sweat out some acid, but it's also been shown that you can you can also sweat out heavy metals. And sweating out heavy metals isn't usually going to just happen just from, say, that you're hot and you're sweating. So say that could be from just a hot day and you're sweating. Or say that you just go in a regular sauna that's just like a hot sauna or maybe a steam room that you just get hot and you're sweating, or you're exercising and you're sweating. Now, that's going to be very beneficial because you do actually eliminate some toxins that way. And some of those toxins could be actually pesticides from foods that you can find in your sweat. But in order to eliminate heavy metals out from your sweat, then you would want to use something called an infrared sauna. And an infrared sauna has has um, these rays, infrared rays in there that if you go into the sun, it's like a little box or a closet. You get in there and they've got these rays, not rays that you can see, but they're kind of like heat rays. And they they go and penetrate your skin about an inch or maybe an inch and a half into your skin and so what's out there? That that means fat, right? So it's going to reach your fat and it helps your fat to eliminate toxins. And so people have measured the sweat from people doing infrared saunas and found that quite a, a high percentage of heavy metals such as mercury and lead actually can come out through your sweat when you're in an infrared sauna. And so because of this reason, we really recommend people get a hold of an infrared sauna. And um, if you've never used one before, maybe find one in your area that you can go and you can usually just pay some sort of fee and go in there and use it. And maybe after you get the hang of it and decide that it's something for you, we encourage people actually get their own. And um, you just want to be careful if you're buying your own. You don't want to get any sort of sauna that's made of wood that's been treated. So if it has anything on it or it's been treated anyway, um, you don't want to have that, obviously, because that wood's going to get heated up and any of those chemicals are going to be coming out. And we, we have a sauna here in the studio and uh, David and I have one at home and a number of the clients here have gotten their own. And a reputable company that we like to recommend, I always forget what it's called. Lucy, do you remember? It's called Life Something or... Um, it's, um, let me think about it for a yeah, second. Think I about think it. it's Health International, something like that. BioHealth International. Yeah, you might want to go look on... You might want to go look on the sauna and see what it says. And and the reason we like to put that out there is because this is a very reputable company. And you can get a lot of, uh, like we just had the state fair here. The Minnesota State Fair is kind of a big thing. So, of course, they have a lot of saunas and they have hot tubs and all these things. But then they have all these special deals and everybody likes to save money. But remember, this is something for your health. And so you want to get a sauna that isn't going to have toxins in it. Um, and then the same with that EMF. You want somehow it to be some sort of system that has as low EMF as possible in there. Because you're gonna, if you're going to get it for yourself, you're going to spend a fair amount of time in there. 
yeah, you're going to spend a fair amount of time. And so the la- and, and the point of it is for detoxification. So the last thing you want is to actually introduce more toxins and a high amount of EMF into your system with that. Yeah, so the brand that we would recommend is High Tech Health International. Well, there you go. Yes, and you can look online and call them, and they'll talk to you about the different sizes that are available and the different features. And they're actually a relatively good price compared to some of the other ones. Mm -hmm. And the the people that they have working there, they have it's it's a smaller company, but they're very happy to talk to you about anything that you want to talk about you'll ha- you'll assemble it on your own and the assembly is really easy but they can talk to you about the different health benefits of it and just various things meaning the point is is that you have a human being that you can talk to about with the sauna and I, we want to bring up the sauna because we've been talking about shifting the hormones and the symphony of hormones that you have in your body. And we've been talking about growth hormone. And as we age, that growth hormone goes down lower and lower and lower. And we have a few ways to burst that up. And one of the ways is to do that four-minute Tabata. That's going to give you a nice boost of growth hormone. Another way is going to be from some nice deep sleep at night. That's going to boost your growth hormone. But we have another really... Um, a fabulous way and that's actually the infrared sauna also boosts growth hormone and so we get not only this boost of growth hormone but some really really great detoxification that goes on with the infrared sauna and then there's one other way of boosting the growth hormone and that's through the intermittent fasting so if you take yourself those 12 hours between eating that dinner and that breakfast just having that empty stomach and having your liver um, boost in there and do some detoxification, that's going to increase your growth hormone as well. And so we have these four ways, deep sleep, intermittent fasting, Tabata exercise, and then this infrared sauna. All four of those ways can boost your growth hormone. And when we have a higher amount of growth hormone in us, that's what's going to help us to be some efficient fat-burning people where, remember, we want to be fat-burning all the time and not think, well, when I go to my exercise, that's when I'm going to fat-burn. And the rest of the time, sitting in my office, I'm not thinking about fat-burning. But you actually want to be a fat-burner when you're sitting in your office or sitting in the airport or sitting in the car or even just walking around or doing house cleaning or whatever that you're doing in your day, we want to be an efficient fat burner. And one of those ways is to have a growth hormone that actually registers on the scale and is not way down by zero. And that's where lots of people's growth hormone actually is, is way down low. And so we're going on to with these organs of elimination and talking about the sweat and the infrared sauna. So sweating, that's, that's another benefit of exercise. That's always going to be beneficial to have a good sweat at least once a day. And it's just going to be um, an added boost if one of your sweats in that day is going to come from the infrared sauna. And something else about the infrared sauna is that you really want to think of that sauna as two parts. One of them is the infrared rays, and then the other part is actually the heater that's in the sauna. And so there are a number of people who have heart conditions or um, elderly people or various people who cannot handle excessive heat. And so you might think, well, those saunas, that's not going to be for me. Well, what 
that's not true. So those kind of people can easily do infrared saunas. And what you, you have an opportunity to choose what temperature you put that to. So if you chose to put it up to even 80 or 90 degrees, that's not going to be excessive heat usually for anybody. And then even while you're in the sauna, you can drink cool fluids. But if you're in there and you have that infrared rays that is going to penetrate into your skin and into your fat cells, you're going to be releasing the toxins even if you're not super hot and sweating all over the place. Now, the trick about that infrared sauna is that if you are sweating, you will uh, eliminate some of these toxins through your sweat. So some of that mercury and some of that lead, some of the pesticides. Say that you used to um, smoke marijuana or maybe you do it now or you take psychedelic drugs or have in the past, that's actually going to be stored in your fat cells. And when you go in that infrared sauna, that's going to become let loose. So some of that you can sweat out through your system, but there's going to be some of it that actually lands into your bloodstream. So then now that's going to be your kidneys and your colon that needs to take over to further eliminate that out through your system. So you don't want to think, oh, I can just have a free-for-all in the infrared sun and just go in there and all the toxins get eliminated out through the sweat. That's not true. If your liver isn't working real up to par for you, or if you're constipated, or if you haven't been drinking water, that those toxins can actually get caught up in you and you end up with a headache and then you end up with puffiness. So anybody that goes in the infrared sauna and then you notice your rings are really tight and you're all puffy, that's because your fat cells let go of the toxins and they didn't actually all get out through your sweat. So they're in your body. So for you, you want to drink extra water, really be drinking water. And then we also want to pay attention to the colon. And that's our last organ of elimination that we want to talk about. Yes, and the colon is where lots of toxins get eliminated through through your poop. So a lot of people don't poop very much or very regularly and that's going to be holding all of those toxins in the body and if you have that poop sitting there in your colon and not being eliminated your body starts to reabsorb whatever toxins are in there and those go back into your body, recirculate, and then go back into the fat to be Mm -hmm. stored. And then people that have that going on usually feel kind of sluggish and icky. Mm -hmm. And that's that feeling that when people are constipated, they just, they might be a little bit headachy or foggy thinking. And a lot of that is just because of, of what Lucy had mentioned, that these toxins are being recirculated and not eliminated out through your body. And so to keep yourself pooping in a good rate for you, a couple different things. And that one of them is to really increase the water you're drinking. So now we've seen two reasons to increase water. One is to help flush your kidneys and get rid of toxins through the kidneys. Another is to help you to flush the toxins through the colon. And when people are dehydrated or not drinking enough water, then the colon becomes dehydrated and it's difficult for your body to eliminate. So you want to increase the water for that reason as well. And you might even take it up to 10 cups of water a day or possibly even a little bit more for you if you're having sluggish colon and constipation. And then another thing that you would want to do is be sure that you're eating enough fiber. And this would be fiber through vegetables and not thinking of 
um, going and only taking fiber supplements. That, that knowing that if you're already constipated and you go and take something like Metamucil, often that acts um, a little bit like a brick right in there and it can clog you up even more. And so instead, thinking of getting more fiber through things like spinach and vegetables like Brussels sprouts and broccoli and cauliflower and just really amping that one up. Now, another one would be flax seeds and chia seeds. Now, chia seeds can also stop you up if you all of a sudden just start eating foods with high, high amounts of chia seeds. But if you just take the chia seeds and be sure that they're soaked and that the chia seeds actually suck up or gel up, they, they take a lot of water into them. So you have to be sure you're not eating dry chia seeds. That's going to make everything worse or putting it in some sort of dry food, you want to actually be sure whatever you're putting it in, it soaked up the water and became a gel-like substance. And then that's going to give you um, kind of like a combination of water and fiber to help you eliminate better. So chia seeds can actually be very helpful or ground flax seeds. Just be sure that you buy both of those, the chia seeds and the flax seeds whole. And then if you're going to grind those up, you grind them and then eat them, put them in water or whatever you're putting them in and then take them right away. Otherwise, those fats and those seeds can become rancid. And then another way to keep your um, organ of elimination, the colon, moving, if, if you've already tried that and you say, I really have a very, very stubborn case, well, then that would be to take some magnesium citrate. And so you could, we here at the studio, we have this, or you can go online and buy it, or you can buy this at the drugstore. But magnesium citrate would be a magnesium product that your body doesn't absorb a whole lot of that. A lot of it stays in the colon, and it draws water into the colon, and it helps you to, to poop and then to get rid of those toxins. And... Um, so something else that you would want to do if you are somebody that's using the infrared sauna and you say, you know what, I'm pooping just fine for me. I know that that's not a problem and I'm drinking plenty of water and I'm drinking water before my sauna, during and after and I'm peeing really a lot, but I'm still having trouble with the toxins. Um, there's something you might want to get some powdered vitamin C that um, is helpful to help your liver to eliminate those toxins. And then we use a special product here that's made of, it's, it's reduced glutathione or what the title of it is called Recancostat. And it's, it's actually quite expensive. It's about a hundred and whatever, $110 mm-hmm. for, um, a, a bottle of that and it's this purple powdered stuff and it's it's reduced glutathione and glutathione is something that your liver uses in detoxification and our bodies make it naturally but when your liver is really really busy getting rid of toxins it actually uses up your own supply of glutathione and so we find that get, giving yourself a supplement of more of that helps your liver to continue to get rid of those toxins and helps to detoxify and so here in the studio we give people what's called this detox cocktail of the glutathione and the vitamin C to help get rid of those excess toxins. Yes, there's a lot of people in the studio that actually buy those supplements and then they have them at home and they use them every day or throughout the day, not only with the sauna. But and that sure. ends up helping with the detoxification. Exactly. And that translates into getting rid of stubborn fat. Yeah. Yeah. And one big sign that you're having trouble getting rid of toxins is if you have detox reactions like the puffiness or headaches 
or extreme fatigue or foggy thinking. So that's when you know that you really need to be focusing on enhancing all these organs of elimination. So if you did your sauna, you check, am I breathing? Am I pooping? Am I drinking enough water? And that'll keep the fat burning and keep you feeling really good. So it looks like we're at the end of our show today. And thank you everybody for listening to Body Balance Talk. We always say this, we love to hear about your progress towards better health. So let us know, send us an email and pass on the show to all of your friends. My name's Lucy and this was Madeline and Jeannie. That's our show. Bye everyone. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Join Jeannie, Lucy, and Madeline for another edition of Body Balance Talk next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, listen to yourself and make it a healthy life ahead.